is not just a lot of talk. It's living by God's power. Amen. It's not just talk. It's not just some good information. It's not just inspiration. Come on. It's not just uh, dialogue. It's not didactic, but it's real. It's active. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Somebody say power. That word there, power, is dunamis in the Greek. Everybody say dunamis. If you say that word dunamis, it should make you think of the word dynamite. Uh, what do y'all do with dynamite on the 4th of July? Some of you, we're not supposed to do it unless you live outside the city limits, but you get some fireworks and you celebrate, blow stuff up. Uh, dynamite is often used in construction uh, when they're doing some demolition. But oftentimes they use that dynamite not just to tear something down, but the intent is to build something up. Uh, but sometimes you've got to remove what's there so that you can resurrect something new. And so God has given us power because there is something that he wants to build through us, but we can't do it without his help. Somebody say you need power. Come on. We need power. It's not just word. We thank God for the word. It's not just in word. And that word there uses logos. And we know that Jesus is the word. Come on. He is the living word. But he didn't just come talking. Listen, when he talked, something happened. And I don't know about you, but I'm tired of talking about it. Come on. I'm tired of, tired of rehearsing and reflecting on what somebody else told me or what I read. Come on. I want to see it for myself. Come on. I said Jesus said he's the same yesterday. Come on. Today and forever. And the kingdom of God is not just in word, but it's in power. You know, we come to church. We, we went to the Sunday school. Come on. We went to the Bible study. We go to the uh, Sunday, uh, what do you call it, uh, summer vacation Bible school and all these things we have. We get a lot of word, and we know the word, but we've got to get to a place where the word is activated in our life. Come on. We're not just talking, but this is something that we are living by. And it causes things to move. What do you do with power? You mean, y'all know you got some tools in your garage. You hook them up. You plug them into something. And you turn it on. And it does something that it's designed to do. And listen, when we hook up with Jesus Christ, listen, we aren't a powerless tool. When we hook up with Jesus Christ, we are an instrument that is to be used for his glory to build up his kingdom. And what is his kingdom? It says the kingdom is not just word. You go to the university and you sit down in the classroom and they talk to you and they give you information and it's good. But when you leave the room, you're supposed to apply it in your career and in your daily work. And don't you know that when we leave this room and when we hear the word of God, it's not just supposed to be an, a pep talk, but it's there to empower us so that we can live righteously. All right, we're talking about kingdom living. Everybody say kingdom living. Kingdom living. God has called us to live in his kingdom, and he's given us power to do it. And why do we need power? Because we are in an environment where there is an opposing force, but that opposing force is not greater than our living God. I want you to know we need power because there's something that's working against us. But I believe what the Bible says, greater is he that's in me 
than he that's in the world. Have you ever noticed when you commit yourself to follow God and when you want to do what's right, it seems like there are pressures around you that are there to try to keep you away from the pureness of God and the holiness of God. And I want you to know that you can live this life in a different way so that people can see God in you and through you, but you can't do it by yourself. You need the Holy Spirit. Why did God give us the Holy Spirit? I came up in the church, and I was telling my wife the other day, uh, there was a time we, we went to different churches, but some churches were just a little bit boringer than others, okay? And some churches you went, and they just read, and they sung, and then nothing happened. Uh, but then there's another church I went to. I went in there. It was hard to go to sleep because it was noisy and it was loud. And it wasn't just about the music, but there were people in there that were celebrating and praising God. There was something different. And I kind of uh, I was drawn more to that, uh, not just because of what was going on in the natural, but I saw something that was going on in the spirit. And I wanted that in my life. I didn't want a dead relationship. Come on. I don't want a dead religion because I don't believe that God is dead. I believe that he is active, that he's alive. I believe that God is real and that he's a very present help in the time of trouble. So I got this hunger and thirst that said, Lord, I just don't want to know you in word, but I want to know you in power. Come on. The kingdom of God is not in word but in power. What power are we talking about? Dunamis is force. That word means force. But it's not talking about the forces that we know in terms of physics, but it's talking about the supernatural flow of God, the miraculous power of God, the ability of God, the abundance of God, the might of God. Come on, the strength of God. Thank you, Lord. The wonderful work of God, it gives us this power to be able to do something to make it possible. Come on. God wants you to know how to do stuff and how to make it in this environment. And you need power to make things possible. Come on. It says with man things are impossible, but with God all things are possible. What is possible with God? You look at 2 Corinthians 13 and 4, it says he was crucified in weakness, talking about the living word of Jesus Christ, but lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but in dealing with you, we live with him by the power of God. Praise the name of God. This verse is a picture of dunamis power, Jesus Christ. Come on, he was raised from the dead. He was crucified and his flesh died. But that physical place released a spiritual place because when he rose from the dead, he transcended what the physical environment placed a limitation on him to be able to do. And now he's risen and we are risen with him. And we can live with him and reign with him. Come on, we ought to live by God's power. Come on, I want you to know that he is good enough, that God has all that you need, and that you can make it in this environment. But if you're going to make it, and if you're going to survive, if you're going to go into this place where you know that the ability that you have is not just human, but you have a spiritual strength that comes from on high, 
that leads you to a place of abundance, to a place of prosperity, and to a place of peace. Not just a place of peace when it comes to how you're living financially, but a place of peace to where you're living in a place of peace spiritually. To where things happen in this environment, we aren't just tossed and we aren't just thrown, but we have something that's on the inside that helps us to stand and to make it through difficult and challenging times. And I submit to you now more than ever, we need the kingdom of God to activate on the inside of us. We need men and women who have allowed God to come on the inside of them to help them to live during this time where there is things that are difficult. We need the power of God to help us. Jesus in Mark 9 and 1 says, I tell you the truth, some standing right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. Jesus was talking to his disciples and he was letting them know that you see the monuments, the monumental things that Caesar have built that the Romans have put in place. But there's something greater than this earthly environment. There is a place, amen, where there is no war. There is no sickness. There is no pain. And God wants us to experience that even in our spiritual life where we understand that we have an authority that comes from on high to help us live victoriously, to let us live righteously. I have a couple other scriptures I want to share with you. We've read 1 Corinthians 4 and 20. Our team, let's pull up those other scriptures. 1 Corinthians 2 and 4 says, In my speech and my preaching were not just with persuasive words of human wisdom. See, that's what we got a lot of now. But Paul was saying, Paul was educated now. Paul knew the word. Paul was very trained but he didn't allow his training to get in the way of the glory of God. He says that my speech and preaching were not with just persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration. Somebody say demonstration of the spirit and of power. And I want you to know that's what I'm longing for. I've been to the university and I thank God for that. And I'm ever learning and I'm a student of the word. But I don't want just these words to just come across your ears and make you feel good. But I want you to understand and know that God is real and he's yet alive and his spirit and his power is present to bring wholeness into your life, to heal you in places where you have been hurt spiritually, to bring you into a place where you are released from things that challenge you and that hold you down, that keep you away from experience the better and the best of God. My Lord, today, one more scripture I want to share with you. We go to that quickly. Pull that up. Second Peter 1, 3 through 7. It says in verse 3, and his divine power. Come on, we're talking about kingdom power, living by the power of God. It says his divine power has given to us all things. Somebody say all things. He didn't give us some things. But God has given us all things. And see, I want you to know this. Sometimes as a believer, um, we make the world think, make us think that there's something missing. That there's something that is missing. But God says that his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life. Come on now. Now, there's a lot of stuff out there, amen, that is there to entice us. 
but the thing that God has is the thing that pertains to life. And that word there is Zoe. It's not talking about life. What is, what is living life? It, it's not just going to the beach. It's not just drinking a drink. Come on. It's, it's not just having a nice car, but it's experiencing the peace of God. Come on now. Some too many of us live in torment and we allow the enemy to wreak havoc in our home. We allow him to wreak havoc on our job. We allow him to wreak havoc in our school. We allow him to wreak havoc in our community and we allow him to wreak havoc in our church. But the Lord has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Somebody say godliness. Come on. What is godliness? Godliness is holiness. What is holiness? Holiness is the way of God. And listen, God needs us, his people, to line up with what his word says. We need to be able to, to live in such a way to where we can experience the peace that he wants us to have and get out of this place of torment where the enemy is robbing us of the joy we're supposed to have. We say we're saved and we love the Lord, but we're depressed. We say we're saved and we love the Lord, but we're oppressed. We say we're saved and we love the Lord, but we don't know how we're going to make it. And we always feel like giving up. Listen, that's not the order of God. He's given us all things that pertain to life and the godliness. But what, what pertains to life and the godliness? It's an understanding and it's, a, it's something that's on the inside that helps us to be able to resist what the enemy puts in front of us and to pursue him, to pursue Christ. It says through the knowledge of him. How do we get this power for living? How do we get this power? How do we live by God's power? we got to know who Jesus is. It's through the knowledge of him who have called us by what? Glory. Somebody say glory. She talked about that earlier. Glory means weight. But it's not the weight that men places on your shoulders. But we're talking about the weight that comes from being in God's presence. Have you ever been in somebody's presence and you just get burdened? You get in the presence and they get to talking to you and then you just get sad. You get frustrated. You get in the presence and then you just get tormented on the inside. But listen, when we get in God's presence, he lifts the man, the weight of this world off of our shoulders. Come on. And he gives us something different. Somebody say something different. He enables us, amen, to walk through this place where people don't know him and he helps us to know him and understand that he's called us by glory and virtue to live in a way that pleases him, that honors him. My Lord today, his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life. See, so many people are looking for the information and inspiration and we're looking for it in the wrong place. The songwriter said, I found the answer and it's in the word of God. Come on, we thank the Lord, amen, for the psychologists, praise God. We thank the Lord for the sociologists, but I thank the Lord for, amen, the, the word of God. I thank the Lord for the, the bread of God, the, the presence of God, amen, which doesn't just talk to me with words, but it puts something down on the inward part of me that allows me to rise above the things that are trying to hold me down and to keep me out of his presence. Thank you, Lord. He has given us all things. Come on, it's not, come on, it's not at the club. Come on, he's given us all things that pertain to life. 
He puts us in the relationship so we can experience his peace. Too many of us have gone into places and connected with people, and we are picking up death. But it's not physical death. I'm not talking about the mortuary, but a spiritual death. We are not growing spiritually, but our spirit been being fed by things that are dragging us down and pulling us away from God. But he's giving us all things that pertain to life. Come on, I want the life of God. Come on, I want the joy of God. I want the breath of God. Have you ever been in a place? Have you ever been around folk that it just feel like you're being suffocated? Come on, instead of, of, of helping you amen, through what you're going through, they make you feel worse when you leave their presence. Come on, that's not what happens when we get in the presence of God. When we get in the presence of God, he gives us something that lifts what's been holding us down. He's given us the things that pertain to life and the godliness. And that's why we can't live the way we want to live. And that's why we can't do the things we want to do. Come on, flesh desires what flesh wants that gives us temporary satisfaction. But we've got to allow God to get on the inside of us to help us to live in such a way that pleases him, that honors him. Listen, you can do what you want to do. But if you want to do what God said, you need to get God's power. Because without it, you're going to have a hard time living in this environment where there's a lot of undelivered people. And I'm not talking bad about nobody. But what I'm trying to say is you're not going to make it if you don't get God's power on the inside of you, especially in this hour, in this time that we're going in and that we're going through. Now more than ever, we need to understand that he's given us all things that pertain to life. Come on, you ain't missed nothing. Come on, you haven't forgot something. Listen, God has given you everything that you need to make it. He's given you everything you need to make it. Come on, you don't have to go down. Amen, do the psychic. Y'all don't, don't help me preach this morning. Come on, you don't have to go to the horoscope. Come on, you don't have to go to some tarot card. Come on, you don't have to go and get something off some chat room in the internet. He says, I've given you all things that pertain to life. See, some of these places we're going and some of these things we are doing, what we don't realize is that we're picking up things that are really holding us down and holding us back. And listen, and, and we say, well, we're having fun, but in that fun, we end up with something that really transforms our life in the wrong way. But listen, God wants us to understand that he has given us his divine power that pertains to life and the godliness. And through the knowledge of him who's called us by glory, somebody say glory, and virtue, say virtue. What is that word virtue? I've got to wrap this up this morning. Virtue. This, this place of excellence. This place of spiritual excellence. What are you talking about? Sometimes we, we shun away from that word because we are human and we say we're not perfect. But listen, God has called us to pursue spiritual excellence. Come on. What is spiritual excellence? Let's read further. Second Peter 1, verse 4, whereby are given unto us Come on, exceeding. Come on, that does not exceed. It says exceedingly. Great. Come on, precious promises. 
that through these you may be partakers. Come on, God doesn't want you to be a spectator. He wants you to be a partaker. That means he wants you to share. Somebody say share. Partakers of what? The divine nature. Why is he saying partakers of the divine nature? Because we have a human nature and we're in the flesh. And in Paul said, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. But I, as a believer, need to become a, part, a partaker of the divine nature. Come on, somebody say, Lord, help me to live by your power. What does that allow me to do? Having escaped the corruption. My God today. What, what is that word corruption? We think about business or finances. Uh, somebody that is not honest. But spiritually, in this word here, text, it has to do with decay and ruin. God doesn't call you to this place of decay and ruin, of corruption. He is not trying to destroy you, but he's trying to employ you, empower you, strengthen you, help you. While you're in this world to escape the corruption that's around you so that you can experience and receive and walk in to these great and precious promises that he's given us in his word. Y'all hear what I'm saying this morning? And it says, beside this, giving all diligence, attention, add to your faith, virtue. There's that word again, valor, spiritual excellence, and the virtue, knowledge. What knowledge? The knowledge of him. Come on. The knowledge of God and the knowledge, temperance. What's temperance? Self-control. Somebody say, Lord, help me to control my emotions. Lord, help me to control my mouth. Come on, I'm talking about living by God's power. See, God's power help you when you get ready to tell somebody off to shut your mouth. Y'all not saying nothing. God's power help you when you're ready to let somebody know how you really feel to be quiet. Come on, it's time for us to live by God's power. Add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, to temperance patience. Come on, we need to be more patient. Too many of us, we get frustrated too quick. Too many of us, we got a short attention span. It's, we got to be more patient. What are you being patient with? The people that are around you. Talking about living God, God's power. If you're a believer, the devil will try to entice you to get yourself out of character so folk can look at you and say, see, I told you they wasn't about nothing. But we need to live by God's power. And what does God's power help us do? It helps us to have control of our own emotions, of our own thoughts, of our own mouth, to be patient. Come on, we got to be more patient with one another. Husbands and wives. Husbands, be more patient with your wife. Wife, be more patient with your husband. Parents, be more patient with your children. Help us, Lord. Come on, we need to be more patient with our coworkers. Be more patient with your family members. Come on. Patient and the patience. Godliness. What's that word? The order of God. The way of God. 
and the godliness, what? Brotherly kindness. That word Philadelphia in the Greek, Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. This love of the brethren. Come on. We got to live God, God's power. It's too many folk in church that don't like one another. I'm not talking about y'all, but it's, it's too many folk. We say we love the Lord and we're saved, but we don't get along. Come on. We're not going to be able to get along if we don't get along with the God that have called us to live in such a way. So when we get ready to tell somebody something, we'll keep our mouth shut and we'll pray. We'll be a person of peace. Come on. Come on. What's going on in our world? I got to wrap this up. Folk don't understand one another. Come on. We got racism. We've got jealousy and hatred. Why? Because we need the Holy Ghost. Like the Bible said. It gives us something that helps us live in such a way that we honor him. And when you honor him, that means you honor one another. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And the brotherly kindness, somebody say love. Living by God's power. I'm done preaching today. I can teach and talk a lot about this, but I just don't want to talk. I want you to understand. God wants to equip you. He wants to enable you to live in such a way to where you don't allow how you feel and what flesh wants to dictate and to control and to keep you away from the great and precious promises that God wants to give you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say, I want to live by God's power. Lord, I need to be more patient. I need to be more loving. I need to be more understanding. I just don't want to be a student of the word, but I want to be a, a person that is read of men. We are living epistles, Paul said. Somebody's watching you. Somebody believes your report. Somebody is looking at your testimony. They're looking at your life. And listen, you're not perfect. You're human, and you can't do everything by yourself. You need God to help you. Come on. It seems like sometimes the, the more I've prayed, the more I've gotten closer to God, the more the enemy has tempted and tested me to try to get me out and to keep me away from the blessing of God. And how does he do that? When we react to stuff the wrong way. Come on, we need the power of the Lord. The power of the Lord to help us to do what? To forgive, to love, to be patient. Come on, to be kind. Hallelujah. To escape the corruption that is in this world. My Lord today. And to pursue the righteousness of him. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Living by God's power. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you today that you sent your son. And your son, when he ascended, the Holy Spirit descended. And we thank you right now for the Holy Ghost. We need it. We want it. 
now more than ever. We need your help. We are living in a place that's difficult, that's trying, that's hard. But, Lord, we want to live by your power. Hallelujah. We want to experience your love. And we want to be a partaker and a shareholder in your divine nature. And we thank you, Lord, that you would help us while the pressures that surround us are constantly trying to pull us away from you. Help us to escape the corruption in this environment and live in such a way where spiritual virtue and not just moral excellence, but spiritual excellence, not defined by men because you didn't come just in human wisdom, but you came in kingdom power and authority. And we thank you now that you'd help us to walk after the pattern that you set for us, that you'd help us, oh God, to be in a relationship with you where the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk, but it helps us to live in a way that's different, that's significant, and that causes the supernatural to take place through our life. We thank you for this now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray right now that you strengthen every person that's in this room that's listening to my voice, that they would receive the Holy Spirit and they would be able to live by your power and to resist everything that is trying to wear them down and wear them out. Lord, we give you praise today. Give us more patience. Give us more understanding. Give us more to be kind. Even when people are not kind to us, Lord, help us to live in such a way that honors you. Not just when we're in the temple, but when we are among your people. Lord, help us to live by your power. We thank you today, God, that we just, just are not just mere talk. God, but there's a demonstration and a manifestation and an activation and an operation and an implementation of your kingdom in our heart and in our house. In Jesus' name, we give you praise for this now. Come on and help me bless God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. The kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It's living by God's power. Come on, I want you to know you can make it. You may be single. You may uh, be married. You may be divorced. You may be widowed. But I want you to know that God has given you and he wants you to receive his spirit to help you. Thank you, Lord, to strengthen you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He wants to empower you and equip you for what lies ahead. Come on, you're going to need the Holy Ghost. Come on, you're going to need the Holy Ghost. If you don't have it, you can have it. How do you receive it? You got to ask for it. Come on. The Holy Spirit is given to believers who ask for it. Thank you, Lord. I don't have to lay hands on you. You can receive it right now where you are by faith in the name of Jesus. Come on and say, Lord, I want you to fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can live by your power and honor your name. Thank you, Lord. And I thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you need strength, 
you need salvation, if you need healing, if you need the more of God, if you desire more patience, more self-control, more brotherly kindness, more faith, I want you to come to this altar and we want to pray and believe God for you. Come on. He comes to empower you, to equip you, to help you. Amen.